0: Hello and welcome to I Don't Imagine Anyone's Listening, the podcast where I, certified internet nobody, talk about whatever it is that I want to talk about because I don't imagine that anyone's listening. Is that getting old? I hope not because I'm gonna keep saying it because it's like my tagline now? Catchphrase? Tagline. I am your host, Monica Murray-Darr, aforementioned certified internet nobody and possessor of said tagline and or catchphrase, whichever I decide that it's called. I guess the podcast would have a tagline and I would have a catchphrase. So I suppose the podcast tagline is what we're working with. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. (laughs) as this time I'm actually talking about something that I said I would talk about for two episodes in a row. And it is the new novel, by Anthony Doerr, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, can't imagine another way to pronounce it, author of All the Light You Cannot See, and his new novel is called Cloud Cuckoo Land, and I have read it well before its publication date because I sell books and that is one of the perks. So this book, cloud cookie land is good don't get me wrong i did like it quite a bit it is however very hard to describe and i thought it would be a bit of a challenge to sell i don't think i'm wrong about that i do think it will be a bit of a challenge to sell so in the spirit of finding a way to appeal to people who liked his previous book i decided to read his previous book spoiler alert, I did not finish his previous book. I'm still reading it. I just, I'm having a hard time getting into it. It's well written. It's beautifully written. He's a a very good writer. I do very much like the way he writes and his his way with words is freaking magical. I'm just having a hard time getting into this story, the story of All the Light We Cannot See. But that's not what we're talking about today. We are talking about Cloud Cuckoo Land. I'm going to try to explain it without Ruining it because even though I'm usually pretty laissez faire about spoilers, <laughs> I usually am spoiling things that have been out for at least a couple of weeks, if not multiple years. So, seeing as this is not out yet, I'm gonna do my best not to ruin it for you. The premise of this book is that there is an ancient Greek text called Cloud Cuckoo Land, and that text is what ties together the many heroes of this story who span a lot of time. They span from the past to the present and into the future. And they're all connected by this story, which is the story of, let me look at the back of the book. Can't remember their names. Oh, good grief. What am I doing? Athon. The story of Athon. Not entirely sure if this is like a known Greek myth. So if any of my listeners are Greek myth aficionados, please write in and tell me <laughs> what the heck am I talking about? So this story of Athan, who wants to get to Cloud Cuckoo Land, I think, it connects all of our heroes, our heroes being Anna and Omir. I'm really hoping I'm saying his name correctly. And they are in the 14-somethings during one of the many sackings of Constantinople. Anna is a Greek Christian inside of Constantinople. And Omir is a, I believe, Muslim Turk who has been conscripted into this raid on constantinople and um so we get their stories separately and then eventually they meet each other back in the day anna is in possession of this story and then in the present we meet a kid named seymour who who probably has asperger's if not very high functioning autism and this kid becomes an inadvertent environmental terrorist not a spoiler remarkably so (laughs) And along with his story, there is a Korean war veteran who has translated Cloud Cuckoo Land, the story of Athon, and is putting on a play starring some children upstairs in the library on which Seymour is about to perform some environmental terrorism. And then, <laughs> but wait, there's more. And then in the future, there is a girl called Constance who is on a, a spaceship traveling away from Earth, which is now uninhabitable, to a new planet, which is inhabitable, and then uh, uh, shit goes down. And she also comes into contact with this story, though it would generally be a spoiler if I told you how. But the point is, all of them are connected by this story. Past, present, future. Depending on how you count, there's like three to seven plot lines that are going on here, which is not the cause of my confusion, but the cause of my difficulty in finding a way to pitch this book to other people. When I failed (laughs) to finish reading (laughs) All the Light We Cannot See, Within the two weeks that I had it borrowed from the library, I broke down and I bought a copy. Still haven't finished it. I'm like 150 pages in. I'm I'm gonna try. I've got some other stuff I'm gonna read first, and then I will I will give it another go. But in the inner room, I did read Anthony Dore's memoir called Four Seasons in Rome, which is as you may have guessed, about a year he spent in Rome from the fall of 2004 through the summer of 2005 because he was there when John Paul II died and that was wild because that was like the biggest funeral ever and even just like the vigil as he was dying leading up to that. Rome was just packed full of people. Very sad time but also would have been kind of amazing to have experienced in a way. He was there for a year with his wife and his two twin baby boy sons. So it's it's a fun little book. Um, if you can get your hands on it, highly recommend reading it. It's really sweet, very funny, really touching. Makes me really wish I could just hop on a plane and go to Rome again. But <laughs> we can dream someday, someday. So back to the book at hand, the multifaceted 600-page novel. Disclaimer, I do think you should read it. It's really good. It's really hard to review a book on a podcast when you're not allowed to reveal basically any of the plot. But, you know, this is the task I have set myself. So I did have, and I am still am having, a bit of a challenge figuring out the best way to pitch this book. But earlier this week, uh, I was tasked with having to submit a a little review of this book on behalf of my store because I was the only person in the store who'd read this book and upper management wanted some some blurbs from booksellers so that we can all help each other sell this book so who knows if anyone else will ever see what I wrote but I I thought I was pretty clever so the way that I am now going about pitching this book is not mentioning that it's kind of complex and i don't know if the story of aethon and Club cuckoo land is an actual myth or something he made up because i mean i've googled it but i can't i still can't quite figure it out and I'm, I'm not mentioning that it's 600 pages because they they'll see how thick the book is they can flip to the back and see that the page numbers expire at 622 at least in my advanced reader's copy, it might be slightly different in the actual copy, but it's, it's over 600 pages. It's a long book. It's hard to hide the fact that a book is a long book because books are, you know, physical things that take up space. So I'm not going to mention any of that stuff. I'm not going to mention that it's long and complicated and long and complicated because they'll, you know, be able to pick up the book and read the flap. What I am going to do, if anyone asks, and you know what, this might all be moot because n- maybe no one will ask. I don't know. They might. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> they'll ask another one of my coworkers, and they'll be like, well, Monica's the only one who's read this book. So I think what I'm going how I'm going to try to pitch it is that it's the story of a story that connects three sets of people in the past and the present and the future. Because when I was writing my little blurb for work, I was thinking about because it was for other booksellers, it wasn't necessarily for customers. I said that depending on how you count, there are three to seven threads that come together that weave this story that spans the past or the present and reaches into the future. And I was really quite proud of that. And I'm also really proud of myself for finally having remembered because all day yesterday, I was trying to think, what the heck did I write at 11 o'clock in the morning? (laughs) And now I finally remembered it (laughs) at 9.42 the following day. You're welcome. So I think... If I were to pitch this book to you, fair listener, that's how I would pitch it. It's the story of a story that spans time and space. And even though I've gone on and on and on about how complex and how long it is, I, as a person who likes long, complex books, do not see that as a negative because I've read other long, complex books that were well-written, well-crafted, but that I absolutely hated because I did not feel edified or bettered by the end of it. Whereas with this book, I do feel that I've gotten something out of it. I don't feel that I wasted multiple hours of my life slogging through a story that had nothing worthwhile to say and that had no beauty in it because... Things can be well crafted and clever but not beautiful and I think this manages to do both of them and that's from from what from the the maybe like quarter or fifth of other light we cannot see that I've read it is similar in that sense in that he he's a good writer he's, a, he's an effective writer but he's also a beautiful writer he's and I I found that very true of his memoir as well. He just knows how to use words and make them attractive and also say something true. That's my pitch for this book. It's long. It's a little complicated, but it is beautiful and it is redemptive and it is worth however many hours it's going to take you to read because let's be honest, we all read at different speeds. I'm kind of a fast reader. There's pros and cons to that this book comes out September the 28th. Do your local bookseller a favor and consider buying yourself a copy because if other bookstores are anything like mine, they'll have a bunch that they're going to have to try to shift. Support your local bookstores. Buy this book, please. All right, I'm going to call it there before I I, uh, oversell this book and convince you not to buy it. I'm going to stop there. Thank you for listening. If you are interested in my further adventures, you can uh, subscribe to the podcast. You can share it with your friends. You can rate me on the ones where ratings are an option, particularly um, Apple Podcasts, because that helps other people find me. You can also uh, follow me on, on the social medias. My Instagram and Twitter are in uh, the episode notes along with my website if you have any interest in clickety-clicking on over there to see what I do when I'm not yammering into this microphone or selling people books. So (laughs) Thank you for listening and I will catch you next time.